What's up, listeners? Welcome back to Not Just a Phase. Today, we are talking with the two-piece emo violence act known as Bucky. You really didn't think I'd go all fucking year without talking about this evil new emo violence. Best shit to come out this year in terms of emo violence, as far as I'm concerned. And Bucky is two dudes from California. They're making some very sinister noise, and I can't wait to see where they're going. This debut release is fucking nutty, so thanks for listening. Check this out. guys and putting up with my very tired voice how you feeling tonight guys good ish tired <laughs> tired yeah yeah uh can Wait. you guys sorry what was that uh, what, are we recording right now yeah. oh yeah oh shit <laughs> can you say that question again real quick yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, I'm fucking up. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I thought that was. Te- I thought you were just testing it out real quick. No, no. Okay, I was doing, do again, doing the do whole intro. I was like, "Yeah, these guys are sweet. It's good emo violence. It's new. It's evil. It's from California. Maybe I'll just make that the intro." Anyways, hey, thanks for coming on the show tonight. How you feeling? <laughs> oh, we're doing great, man. Uh, we're here. We're doing it. So that's fucking sick. Fired. Yeah. So, uh, can you guys do the intros for the listeners? Just uh, please state your name and what it is you do in Bucky. Uh, my name is Nick. I play guitar and I scream, and I did bass on the album. My name is Luke. I do drums and scream, yell, and sometimes samples. Cool. Uh, which one of you is doing the overly high screams and who's doing the low screams? Are you both doing a mix of this or? (laughs) I do mostly the high screams. Um, we tried to fluctuate, not fluctuate, but like divide, like we're just, I only do the high screams. He only does the low screams, you know, that way that there's that dynamic. Yeah. The dynamic of like two different voices in the same album, you know? 
So most of my vocals are like, they're either like spoken word kind of yelly or like bird call fucking dynamic high. And he just does like lows, like as brutal as he can. Yeah, they're both fantastic. Uh, two vocal ranges I cannot achieve are extreme highs and extreme lows. So, you know, kudos to that. Uh, especially oh, while maybe. playing. <laughs> especially, especially while playing music. That's beyond impressive. Uh, yeah, I tend to fuck up live while doing vocals because it's my first time ever trying to do vocals and drum live. Oh, yeah? So How's that fun. going for you? Fun times? Yeah, I'm. I'm more concerned with being a drummer full-time so if i forget yeah. lyrics live it's not um something i'm accustomed to so we were it happens we recorded this ep during covid so like we did a lot for it a lot of layers and stuff and we never really like took into accountability anybody like picking it up and wanting to, like us to do it live so when it <laughs> okay. came time for us to do it live like we had to start figuring out like what the fuck we were gonna do. <laughs> Almost rushing it. Yeah, of. pretty much. <laughs> is there uh is there plans to expand beyond the two piece? Maybe get like a, a bassist and such or Yeah, I mean we always we always talk to a million people about getting a bassist. Um there's always so many people that wanted to it. We just we have not had the time to just get somebody in and start practicing with us. And, you know, in a way, like, I want a, somebody to come in, like, so bad to do it. But, like, when it comes down to it, like, just me and him, like, it, it doesn't not, like, it doesn't not work. You know what I mean? So, just having me and him there. But there is plans. Like, we do want a basis there. We do want, we want a lot of shit for this band. Like, we want another guitar player. We want a bass player. A bunch of shit for it, you know? Big plans, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm hyped to see what happens or where it goes. But uh, before we get that far ahead of ourselves, how did you guys? Uh, how did you guys meet? How did you form the band? Um, I used to play in a power balance band called No X Nothing, and he used to come to our shows. We had um, like basement garage type things. And one day we played at this like uh, amphitheater at a college for like a public like radio thing. And I saw him walking down to the show and he had like a bunch of power violence like patches on his flannel sweater. And I was like, dude, that's fucking sick, man. Like not very many people that I know are into power violence. So after playing a couple more shows, I started seeing him regularly and I asked him if he wanted to play. And he pretty much said, I already know all the songs. So our uh, algorithm while playing together just clicked almost immediately regardless of like age or difference or whatever so that's pretty much my take on it yeah i i had gone to the know nothing shows regularly and consistently they were like my favorite band going through high school and like after a while they asked me to be in the band and you know i played like a million shows know nothing until like we eventually started bucky which is the funniest fucking story to be honest like i'm gonna tell you the real fucking story about how this band happened yeah please do like <laughs> we were it was the fourth of july 2019 and um 
we were we went to this community parade and <laughs> we're blacked out drunk by like 11 a.m oh, i'm proud of you that's and awesome that we yeah we it was so bad but <laughs> by the end of the night like we had been like flirting with this idea of like doing a scrams project screamo scram shit but by the end of the night us being like so like belligerently drunk with each other we're back at his garage and we just literally just got in the garage hooked up all the equipment set up all the drums and we just we had no songs nothing we just we just started playing yeah. you know a couple of riff ideas turned into a song and then Pretty that much. became our writing process was was that the garage with the Oakland Raiders flag that had no Wi-Fi that we couldn't do the interview <laughs> in? It was a couple of garages <laughs> before that, but yeah. oh, okay, same okay. concept. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, it was summer, so it was like a hundred yeah, and it was really fucking in the garage, and we're just sweating out all the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you guys didn't pass out and die. <laughs> no, really. Almost expecting to, really. <laughs> especially getting trying to like. The first like time really trying to get your vocals to get that high, no, <laughs> not a fun time, but it happened. So did the Very band name come? Story. Did the band name come about during this origin story as well, or did that come later? Did did it come at that time or no? We uh, we just like started playing, and then we like had a bunch of like spoof um, recording projects that were like. Uh, grind violence, power violence, just like we would make an entire like spoof album and be like four songs and we did that about twice and one of them we landed with Helga X Pataki from like the Hey Arnold show Fuck <laughs> and then in, the middle, in the middle of us doing like vocals and stuff we just like thought of like the most like shameful thing because like uh, it, <laughs> it's like emo, scram, self-building type shit so since we're bouncing off of like old cartoons he brought up um fairly odd parents and he's like oh chester mcbadbat he was a bag over his face because he used to be the best baseball player in the world and now he just hides in shame bucky mcbadbat yeah bucky mcbadbat was i don't honestly yeah we were bouncing off of like cartoon ideas like that for a while and bucky mcbadbat was so like iconic to like the screamo sound for us because he hides his face all day. Like he doesn't, he's ashamed of who he is, that kind of shit, you know? Self-loathing, yeah. And it kind of, yeah, like self-loathing kind of shit. And it like, yeah, it's like in a comedic nature. Really? We're really, we've been told a lot of times that we're like, wow, you guys are really funny, but like there's like dark rooted humor because we're so funny. Exactly. <laughs> Who said I was kidding? Who said it pretty much? Literally, that's how it is. And it's like, I like that, like Bucky McBadbat, like kind of like rolled off the tongue, you know. So it's like, as like this project started to get more serious, like we kind of stuck with it, you know. We never changed it. It's just Bucky now, though, right? Like it's just Bucky on Spotify. It's Bucky now. Yeah. Yeah. This the the band camp still Bucky McDad had or that or whatever. It's when a, we when we introduce ourselves as a band at live shows, we introduce ourselves as Bucky McBadbat. So oh, okay, okay. Regardless of media personnel, like we are Bucky McBadbat 
wholeheartedly. <laughs> if any of you guys are interested, it's um, Bucky with a period at the end of the Y. Yeah. If you want to look it <laughs> yes. And that's on uh, Spotify. Uh, their debut EP came out on Cliff Parade Records on cassette and vinyl. It's pretty cool. I'm hoping to grab myself a seven soon. That's a lathe, right? If I'm not mistaken. It was vinyl. It was on vinyl? I thought it was a lathe for some reason. Yeah, it's vinyl. Okay, cool, cool. So you guys, uh, your, your bio said you guys were like forged the band over the love of beers and, and you know, your love for screamo music. So I got to ask, like, is there a favorite uh-huh. beer or do you guys just drink whatever the fuck is there? Favorite uh, beer? That um, fluctuates. It started with uh, Twisted Teas and Buzz Balls and now it ends up with uh, whatever's there. What's a Buzz Ball? <laughs> you don't know? Oh, wait, you're from Canada, huh? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you don't know what a Buzz Ball is? Oh, oh fuck. Let me tell. It's a, like, um, it's a plastic egg-shaped canister with like a, an aluminum tab on the front. And they come in like like a assortment of flavors. So one's like a tequila rum, one's like a choco surprise, Ooh. and one's like a lemon lime. This isn't and beer. they're really yeah, they're really tiny. They're like the size it's not of beer. Like, it's, it's like a like double mall. shot. Yeah. Oh. And you just get it's gone in two drinks, but like it just boosts you up. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fast. it's a buzz ball for a reason. Like it gets you buzz. God damn. Like you take the whole you drink the whole thing, like it's a little ball. It's like a baseball, almost. Little, little black you drink the whole thing and it gets buzzed. Yeah. Yo, it sounds magical. I'm so jealous. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Twisted Teased and Buzz Balls when we first started. When we were recording it, it was uh, Jack and Cokes. Oh. Yeah. They, we have these things over here that are like, they started making like Jack and Cokes like in the bottle that they sell, like a soda almost, but it's, it has Jack Daniels in it. We, we actually have yeah. those now. We have those now too, yeah. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I, yeah, I won't drink them because I'm not a masochist. I won't. I don't like Jack. <laughs> I'm a Jameson man, but. I love Jack. No, but like, <laughs> it tastes like a cheap RC cola. Literally. You can't taste alcohol. No, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. Yeah, well, no. We, during the recording process, that was mostly like all of our recording processes up until this point were like Jack and Cokes, like from fucking the fucking corner store like down the street from us right now we're fucking Coors Light and Captain Morgan so (laughs) don't don't say that (laughs) (laughs) all right well moving on from twisted tees to your twisted fucking album art who is doing that it's fucking creepy that's um Andy Shaco he's a He's this dark artist from San Francisco. And um, we actually got in contact with him from Levi, who uh, put out our album. Um, he, he does really like dark, twisted, kind of like uh, scary stories to tell in the dark kind of vibes, you know? But like he takes a lot of influence from that, like album art, like the Black Parade and fucking... Uh, Shit, the other shit that like my my chemical romance has done, and like he actually did like a a redrawing of like the black parade uh, cover art as like print, uh, pretty recently, and he's he's still selling it, but uh, he does really like dark art like that, and uh, yeah, Andy Shaco, man, he he he's the fucking man, dude. He when he busted out 
that fucking album art, like, I told Levi, I told our fucking master, Chris, this, I was like, when he fucking showed me that, I was like, that is not, that doesn't look like it's ours. trying to hold it <laughs> yeah it, it is it is hella creepy i'm glad i asked about that uh, yeah so i, I kind of get the feeling that you guys are uh you guys are into horror films and shit am i right or am i wrong here <laughs> oh fucking horrors yeah. all right we so, are really we really like horror so halloween just passed uh unfortunately but i'm curious what's your guys favorite horror films or uh, favorite one like the one you the one go to you know my my go-tos are like the entire like Hellraiser series and anything that's like um, Texas Chainsaw, except for like the '70s era because I thought that was like too cheesy. Oh, and he, like, fuck you! He pretty much just ran around like a goofball. Like, that's so that I mostly just watch them and they they turn into comedies for me as opposed to a horror. Um, horror is a big thing for me. Um. My favorite, like, that's a big question for me. Like, I have a million favorite fucking horror movies. My favorite movie of all time is The Evil Dead. The first one, the very first one, that's my favorite one. Nice. All like time. Yeah. I also like, like, shit like Saw. The first Saw, fucking incredible. I've been, like, going, like, back and forth with, like, a bunch of other fucking, like, niche movies, like, fucking... 
Tetsuo the Iron Man, fucking, it's uh, another one. He I pretty love... much likes the the, the <laughs> um, thriller side, and I just like old, cheesy, make-me-laugh kind of fucking movies. I love that kind of shit, too, you know? There's, there's a lot of, like, movies that I like. I'm very picky about horror, but also, like, very, like, open. Like, I know it's all there. Like, I've watched The Wizard of Gore just because it was, like, I know that, like, there's a cult following behind, like, The Wizard of Gore and shit like that. But it's like, did I like The Wizard of Gore? Not really. It's pretty fucking shitty, you know? <laughs> but the fact that there's, like, a Sounds cult following... Cheesy. Yeah, there's a people who fuck, there's a, a list of people that like The Wizard of Gore. It's like, why am I not checking this out, you know? I don't... Yeah. I, yeah, you've ever seen Juno? Nope. No? Wait, you've, well, ne- you've never seen Juno? Wait. <laughs> Wait, Juno's a horror film now? No, oh no! I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, like realistically, it's kind of horrific. But... Someone frame it. It's scary. <laughs> yeah, scary. They do talk about the Wizard of Gore in there. That's where I found found out about that movie, though. You know, <laughs> we do like horror a lot. That's I when we wrote this album, like I stemmed a lot of influence from horror. Frightened woman screaming. Yeah, a frightened woman screaming, <laughs> kind of shit like that. That was dead ass a description of our album. Somebody yeah, said somebody said that about that was the funniest description of our album so far was that our vocals sound like a frightened woman. Yeah, when when people say like that, I think of like the original like Ju Own, like the Grudge, like the Japanese version of that. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. So, uh, have you guys had a chance to actually check out this show, or were you just down to come and chat with us? Um, I, mean, I actually, to be honest, I've never even heard of this. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear of it. Sorry. I yeah, love. Your I honesty. didn't hear of it until you messaged me. I. I feel like. I think your podcast and our band has have been mutuals for a while like mutual instagram followers yeah yeah but until you messaged me i didn't check it out i've uh, that's beautiful yeah i, I always ask because i'm curious and i always ask yeah. because i always ask the same fucking question every week uh, i'm sure anyone who listens every week if if they listen every week i mean thank you that's awesome um if they do they're getting bored of hearing me ask this but i always love to ask uh, how'd you guys first get into punk rock like how were you first introduced to any underground genres? Okay, you go. He's got a bigger story. So, so my my dad works um, like ironwork construction, and uh, before I was old enough to have a job or whatever, he took me to one of his jobs, and he had an apprentice named Gabe, and he was a punk rocker, but you couldn't tell because he had a construction like outfit thing going on. <coughs> So I wasn't allowed on the job site, so he pretty much just told me, you can go and, like, chill in the car or whatever. So when I was about to do that, his apprentice Gabe was like, hey, do you like punk? And I was just like, um, I like uh, rock, like, you know, like radio rock, you know. And he's like, yeah, just uh, here's my keys, go to my car, I have a big-ass, like, CD booklet, just go through it. And he was a huge punk rocker. Everything from, like... The Misfits, The Distillers, Ramones, UK Subs, GBH. I played it in like an entire like 
two hour like lunch break sitting and I was just full on hooked. I was like, I can't believe rock can get like so aggressive and just like straight up to the point without any bullshit in it. And ever since then, I've just like, I guess became a punk rocker for like about five to six years after that. And I was just really into it. Yeah. My introduction to punk rock was like, my my introduction to punk rock was very like, I kind of like grew up with it a little bit. I My first like video game that I ever like really got hooked on as a kid was Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. Nice. Which is like an essential fucking punk rock soundtrack, you know? Absolutely. That shit had like Dead Kennedys on it, the Suicide Machines, fucking Goldfinger. I was literally outside before this interview playing Goldfinger for him and he told me to shut it off. But uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which song? Which yeah. song? <laughs> um Superman with the five oh. chords. <laughs> yeah, fucking okay. Superman by Goldfinger. And then like New Girl by Suicide Machines, like yeah, yeah. fucking essential, like Tony Hawk Pro Skater One shit, you know? But like that was my first I could say like earliest memory, like introduction to punk rock to me, you know? So how did like, you uh how'd you make your way to Screamo then throughout all that? Well, like, okay, so in high school, um funniest the funniest fucking story, uh I didn't know that punk rock was punk rock until I got to high school. And then uh when I got to high school, um uh, this kid that was really into punk rock called me a poser. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and he fucking he told me to listen to no effects. And I listened to NoFX, and I really gravitated towards it. And um, from then, like, I feel like my introduction to Screamo came from just getting into going from, like, listening to punk rock in high school and then finding my punk rock scene in our hometown. And then our friend Ted, Ted Barber, the greatest musician in Merced, California. Uh, he showed me I wrote haikus about cannibalism in your yearbook. He's the one who showed you that? Yeah, he showed me for the first time. He showed me I wrote haikus about cannibalism in your yearbook. Damn. And I'm finding shit about you through the interview. Yeah. Oh, that's magical. He showed me them. And to be honest, like that is one of my favorite like screamo bands. To be honest, but when I first heard them, I was not that into it. It wasn't <laughs> until. Oh, so honest. <laughs> it wasn't until I heard about Jerome Stream that I really got into Screamo. What about yourself, Luke? How'd you get into this thing? Um, I've never heard this part. So. <laughs> You've never heard it? No, I've never heard it. It's um, the magic of not so, just a phase. We're learning things about each other. Yeah. Beautiful. Just, um, you know, just not about enough uh, alcohol. We'll just delete all a bunch of that shit. <laughs> um, so since I got into punk rock at a, at a younger age, I was probably every bit of like 13, you know, being angsty, you know, my parents were having a falling out, whatever the whole, the whole suburban sob story, whatever. But uh, they had a, a venue in Merced called the trench and they were having a bunch of local bands playing, which I wasn't old enough to go to, but my friends were, so they were like a couple years older. So when they were 18, I was like 16, you know, so I couldn't really just go as easily but um, they had a band, Skyla Drive, which is from Lodi, and they played there like a couple times. And then uh, they would come back with like flyers, posters, and they would show me, show me all their shit about their bands. 
So I, you know, me being young and we only had like flip phones, you know, MySpace was like barely like a thing. I would look it up and go to their MySpace and, you know, go to their top eight and find other bands that were related to them. So I found um, a Skylar Drive, Drop Dead Gorgeous, and then the Devil Wars Prada. And then after that, it was pretty much more of the metal side. So I was into scene music for like a couple years and then it, I just excelled through it and just gravitated more towards the harder and heavier stuff. So seeing music and screamo always has a deep root in me because when I was younger, before I could even go to shows, that to me was the show. That was the the thing to go see was see music, you know, the whole jumping up and down, throwing the guitar around your shoulder and having synth and uh, samples playing throughout your music with like breakdowns. <laughs> it's cheesy now, <laughs> but like, before every uh, it's amazing how it comes full circle. Like, and now I'm playing it, so <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous on my end. Yeah, we um, we try to incorporate like that whole like chaotic style so much in like our music. Like when we when we first like started writing this album, like we were so keen on like trying to do like the whole like dillinger escape plan converge converge style like just throw your guitar everywhere fucking jump in the crowd kind of style the the chariot the chariot the chariot though like the early chariot kind of shit is what we wanted to do you know we just landed on sad emo yeah we landed on like chaotic (laughs) and sad emo you know serious note or less serious note i don't know what the last note is we left off on but uh shows are back you guys got some more planned for the future or 
Yeah. yeah. I, we have a show coming up in, uh, by the time that we, by the time this comes out, uh, we have a show coming out on the 16th with uh, Tolls from the Northwest. So they're from Seattle. Um, members of Senza, which is crazy. I love that. And then oh, no that one show is um, supporting us as well. So that's going to be in Fresno, California. Yeah, so you guys are out in Cali. I was going to ask, uh, what's some of your favorite local bands around your area? Oh, man. Dude, tell them about Nell Down. Um, is this a time to advertise something else? You can advertise nope. anything, man. It's your, it's your airwaves. Go ahead. Okay, well, my, my, my Power Ones band just broke up, so I'm not going <laughs> to advertise something dead. But you guys like um, hard beat down um, metal, hardcore, tough guy shit. I play drums for a band called Nailed Down. You can find us at naildown.ca at Bandcamp or Instagram. Um, they are not one of my influences. I just play for them, and they're my friends. And uh, yeah, yeah, cool. That's that's my little bit of advertisement for free. <laughs> what what anyway, about the other locals around your area? As far as like locals go, like yeah. our scene is very like small in Central California. But I have to say, like shout out, like don't cry for me. I'm already dead. You know, Elder Devil, they just got signed to a label right now. Prosthetic Records. Pro- prosthetic Records, fucking Elder Devil. Fucking shout out those guys. Those fucking homies right there. No Worries from Stockton. Uh, cough It Up. Uh, who else is out here? Fucking Nanny SS. Fucking Crest Hawk. Check out Hawk. Hawk from San Jose. Yeah. Yo, Hawk's so good. I got that vinyl sitting on my shelf. Huh. As far as influences go, uh, in California, I'm not gonna lie, Nick probably just won't read this, but um, I'm severely obsessed with a band called Modern Color. I think everything they oh do is God. great. I just yeah. I love their sound. Modern Color. <laughs> so yeah, that influenced me to play drums better. So yeah, they're a great band. So if you guys could play with any band at all, one band, who would it be? Like alive or dead or from our same doesn't. era? It can or? be unrealistic. No, it doesn't have to be same genre or area. Just if you could I play would, the stage with any band, like share the same bill, what would that band be? I was supposed to go see, literally right before COVID struck, I was supposed to see, I wrote haikus about cannibalism in your book. Oh, man, I was sorry. supposed to see their reunion show in Oakland. Well, you could eat shit. I want to fucking share the stage the weekend nachos. And Yo, yes. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Power Violence over here. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love it. Yeah, I love Power Violence But yeah, I mean, like, I wrote haikus to be cool. I feel like that's a big question because there's a lot of bands that I would want to share the stage with. I feel like Title Fight or, like, Modern Baseball would be sick, too. Because they're like Natural. not so like they're not so like out of like like we're never gonna play any shows ever again, you know. Mobile. But like they're so like I want to see them play so bad. Oh, <laughs> oh that was attractive. <laughs> right in his ear. Right in his ear. 
So what's your guys' favorite show or tour memory been as a band so far? I guess you probably haven't really toured yet, but I guess favorite memory of you guys playing together as a band so far? Besides getting drunk in a 110 garage? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, like playing playing shows-wise, though. Like, Oh, I got one. Um, we were supposed to play uh, three consecutive show dates as a power balance band under No Nothing. But instead, we ended up just like um, fan whoring uh, Zesta Grande. And we rented a tiny little SUV and we followed the whole show around. We were lucky enough to have a band drop and us fill the slot. So we played that day in Martinez, California. And it was the craziest show me and him have ever been a part of. It yeah. was like back to back bands. As soon as one was done playing, the other one started playing. And we played in this tiny, cramped basement, like, uh, I guess you could say it was like a screen printing warehouse or something like that, but there was only three rooms and the thing got packed immediately and everyone was drinking, smoking and bouncing off the walls so bad where like we were getting bumped into the drum set, <laughs> amps were falling apart, PAs were cutting out and we didn't even care. We had a blast. Cal- California awesome. Power Violence Festivals, like Power Violence shows in California, like go so fucking crazy for a fucking reason, man. There's a reason why it's called West Coast Power Violence. You know what I mean? That's shit. Like, we, Zesta Grande 2019, the first fucking Zesta Grande that happened. And hopefully there will be more. But that's the first one that's happened to date so far. That shit was the wildest fucking time. That Shout we've out ever had Hectorland. That San Jose Power Violence. Yeah. As, so- as far as, like, as far as Bucky goes, I would say, like, just playing with Hawak was probably the best like time that we've had playing as this band. Our first show was with our best friends and no worries. And that was great. You know, those are our fucking homies. Those are our best friends. You know, we literally almost started this band solely because we wanted to play with no worries. And uh, of course we did it, you know, but like over time, as we started to get more serious as a band, I feel like playing with Hawak uh, in Fresno over the last couple weeks, I feel like that was the highlight of us playing so far. Yeah. Yep.
I only got a couple more questions for you guys. Um, What music do you listen to that could be considered a guilty pleasure to yourself or others? I know you were, you were booing a band that, that Lucas liked earlier. Who wants to go first? <laughs> what, what do you listen to that's shameful, guys? What do you rip on each other for, basically? Um, he absolutely hates that I listen to um, Corridos, like Spanish guitar. I don't hate it. <laughs> songs about like love, money. or gu- It's pretty much like um, yeah, guitar rap for Hispanics. And I'm obsessed because the guitar players are phenomenal. He, he loves he Corridos. <laughs> he loves Corridos so much, and like, it's not that I don't like it. It's just, it's just, okay. I worked, I worked in a boat shop for a long time, and literally all they would play was like Corridos radio, like pop Corridos, and like Radio Lobo ninety eight point seven. Yeah, literally all the fucking time. And I would See, come uh, over to his fucking house to fucking hang out after work. And this, this motherfucker, I swear to God, every fucking time, we'd be playing the same fucking song on his fucking phone that I just heard for eight hours on the fucking radio. I love it. I love it. I could see how that would get annoying if you're listening to the same genre of music all fucking day. Like, I night. appreciate Corridos so fucking much. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> but when you hear it so much, no, you don't want to fucking listen to it no more. All right, all right. What, what's, uh, Luke, what's Nick listen to that you can't stand? Um, everything <laughs> scrams and screamo. Fuck you. Oh. I to this. The thing is, no, he, he's blind. <laughs> I no, listen. no, I'm, 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 I'm kind of lying. But um, <laughs> there, there's a band I think that has a little bit too much like uh, over hype, I guess I could say. But I, I'm trying to like grasp. It. I, I listen to them. And I try to get into it, but I, 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 I can't get into for your health. I've tried. I just can't. Really interesting. Interesting. I do like mouth breather and water news, so those guys are sick. You know what it is that he doesn't like that I listen to a lot is ska. Yeah, oh, yeah. ska's fucking sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I love ska. I know though. I know. I know. If you want to hate it, I get it. I'm never gonna I tell like- anyone they have to like ska. Like I can't. If you're like I hate ska, I'm like that makes sense. I, I can understand why. <laughs> I like uh, Light Manifesto. That's about it. See, he oh, likes Manifesto's a little amazing. bit of ska. And yeah. Early- he likes a little bit of ska, but he doesn't like a lot of ska. I feel like the most obscure thing that I've been listening to like, so far is like, I don't know, over like the last like couple months, I've been listening to a lot of like classical guitar, you know? And you don't like Corrido. I, I told you I like Corrido. Brings it back. <laughs> he brings it back. He brings it back. <laughs> and he brings it back. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, guys, Christmas no, is uh, was... Christmas is coming, eh? Yeah. Uh, yeah so it... What did What did Bucky ask Santa for this year? Fucking a bass player. A bass player, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bass player and another guitar player. <laughs> you don't want a lot, eh? Just just everything. <laughs> you want a lot of simple <laughs> shit. <laughs> you guys got a, a favorite Christmas movie? A fucking you go you tell just i know you're my girlfriend's daughter has been really into a christmas story and the gremlins lately 
Yeah, but say your favorite. I already know which one you're Okay, I love both of those movies, and I think it's hilarious that she's into it. But, like, my favorite is fucking How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the fucking Jim Carrey version. Oh, I thought you were going to say Eight Crazy Nights. No. Yo, Eight Crazy okay, Nights is great, too. Such a good one. That's what I thought he was going to say the whole time. Ain't Crazy Nights? That's not a Christmas movie. That's a fucking Hanukkah movie. It's a Christmas movie. I mean, it's a Christmas movie, but, like, it's about Hanukkah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Eight Crazy Nights is up there, but fucking Jim Carrey and How a Grinch Stole Christmas, the most hilarious exponential, like, just does it so fucking well. Like, I cannot wait. uh, Christmas with the Cranks. I like that one. Oh, that's a good one. And your favorite Elf. Christmas song? Elf too. Yeah. You guys got a favorite, favorite Christmas, Christmas song, song on there? I hate Christmas music. No, no, we were just in Barnes and Noble, and he was dead ass, like looking me in the face, like, "Should I buy the Elf soundtrack on vinyl?" And I was like, "Why the break <laughs> not? Because it's Elf <laughs> on vinyl." <laughs> Yeah, I want that little snippet where he's like, I'm in the store and I'm singing. I want I'm that one. I'm in the store and I'm singing. Hey, watch uh, December shows for Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> watch that be a sample real quick. <laughs> in the middle of our whole, like, fucking depressing, sad Screamo set, we're going to have a goddamn elf sample. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. If you could give the entire world a Christmas present, what would it be and why? Um, every bit of money that Jeff Bezos has. Yep. That's Smart. a good one. Smart. I love that. That's a good one. We'll just have him in a truck and instead of having out, handing out turkeys and hams, they'll be like, and you get him a chicken. And you, you get, get him, him a chicken. chicken. Yep. And then we'll end world hunger. There you go. Everybody gets $100,000. Yep. Oh, and I want one of the satellites that he spent. The man is almost a goddamn trillionaire, and he cannot spare 7 billion people in the world a fucking livable wage. Shout out Therapy Gecko for that one. Yep. (laughs) I was actually going to ask you guys, I always end it with uh, saying, like, any last shout-outs, plugs, or causes, or anything you'd want to speak on, anything you'd like to talk about at all, and then I'll, uh, I'll rip a nice outro track here. Therapy Gecko, Lyle Forever. Lyle Forever. Lyle Forever. That is the greatest podcaster of all time. The man literally dresses as a gecko, and he takes people's calls, and he answers their questions. Seriously? Yes. I don't listen to podcasts. This will change your life. This will change your life. If you have a boring job and you get to listen to music or whatever, or you have have a lot of spare time, listen to Therapy Gecko. It just makes life much more enjoyable. We're at this point in, like, like being in music where we, like, it's pretty common, I've noticed, but, like, we don't like listening to music, and we've gravitated towards listening to podcasts. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) this, we've taken a liking to a lot of like Colin radio show kind of shit you know Donnie's voice Donnie's bo- that <laughs> we're not going to speak on Donnie's no, voice no not yet not, no Donnie's boys yet but if this Bucky shit doesn't work out we're gonna have our own fucking Colin show yeah Donnie. we're gonna do a Colin show called Donnie's boys it's gonna be all it's gonna be all love advice all <laughs> all relationship advice Colin Talk about your relationship. We're going to give you advice about it. Anyway, yeah. This is Colin Radio Show called Therapy Gecko. 
we want to shout out them or him. Yeah, Lyle forever. Check him out on Spotify. Um, <laughs> as far as other shout outs, I would like to shout out uh, Cliff Braid Records, Levi, you're the fucking homie. Andy Shaco, thank you for doing our art. Uh, Chris Deering, love you forever. Uh, no worries, Nelson, Sam, Phil. Possession 1981 from Michigan. Ku Yang Studios. Ku Yang Studios, yeah, Ku Yang. And then Nick Knott on 40-ounce art and Nailed Down and No Worries. And if you don't listen to a band called Chat Pile, you're fucking up. Yep. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. If you're not listening to who was that? Uh, listen to Chat Pile. They're from Ohio. They had a split with Portrayal of Guilt. If you don't listen to them, you are severely missing out. They're a great band. I'm going to go fix that and go check them out then. And you guys are listening to Bucky right here on Not Just a Phase. You can get them on Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, Cliff Parade Records. They got vinyls and cassettes. Go cop one of those or both of those. And uh, thanks for coming on the show, guys. And thanks to anyone who's listening. Really appreciate it. Of course. Thank, thank you so much. much. Yep. Hey!